This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is 24 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Professor Scott Lucas, Professor of International uh, Politics at the University of Birmingham. On World News Today, we ask, can Liz Truss survive the economic and political storm? This, as some leading British figures and Conservative MPs are calling on her to stand down after less than six weeks in the job. Uh, But despite the mounting pressure, Truss says uh, she intends to lead the Tories to the next general election and she has apologised for the chaos caused to Britain by the mini-budget mistakes that sent uh, the pound trembling and uh, sparked a collapse in support of the ruling party. Joining us now to discuss the political dynamics around this is Professor Scott Lucas. Prof, good afternoon, and thank you so much for making time for us. Just a quick reminder, what was in that uh, mini-budget which has now been declared or described as mistakes? So the mini-budget, which was presented without... Uh, any scrutiny from the Office of Budget Responsibility had sweeping tax cuts. Uh, The headline was to cut for the wealthiest Britons from 45% to 40% of their income. But there were also major uh, tax cuts, for example, corporation tax, uh, for example, uh, reversing a rise in national insurance that was passed only last year by a conservative government to help fund social care and health care. Uh, that budget, the, the major problem is that it effectively meant there was a £70 billion black hole in the UK finances because it wouldn't be getting as much revenues. And there was no provision to cover uh, that £70 billion, which is why the within hours, uh, indeed within minutes, the markets reacted ne- negatively. And indeed, by the end of Friday, it was clear that if the Bank of England did not intervene, UK pension funds would be insolvent, interest rates would rise from 2.25%, possibly to 6% by the end of the year, and mortgages would increase by hundreds of pounds per month for the average Briton who owned a house. Sure. And of course, there was then the resignation of Kwasi Kwarteng. But do we know currently, though, how they arrived at those decisions? Apart from accepting blame, do we know how they got there? I mean, the, 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 the question of how these tax cuts came about, the fact of the matter is, is that at the end of the day, it was a collective decision mm-hmm. by Liz Truss, by Quasi Quartang, the chancellor, by the members of her cabinet. Remember that one of her major pitch when she wanted to become prime minister is, I'm going to cut all these taxes. So she was very forthright about what she was doing. So even though it was done incompetently and far too quickly, it was largely supported by the cabinet. There was no dissent. The question about sacking quasi-quartane only a couple of weeks later is that you effectively make him a scapegoat. So all the blame was being put on him while Liz Truss was trying to escape any responsibility for what she had done. Uh, The upshot of all that was to anger conservative MPs, MPs of her party, and effectively to put in the demand we want to put in a new chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, who has all the power now. Yeah. Uh, Liz Truss, you ask at the start, can she survive this crisis? I don't think she can. But even if she did, she's a prime minister in name with almost no power. Sure. 
Um, I was telling our listeners yesterday about a poll that was run by Sky News and uh, from looking at members or people who support uh, the Tories and the large majority of them saying that Liz should go and if anything, perhaps bring back a Boris Johnson to take over. I don't know how possible that is, but also um, the Conservative MP Charles Walker telling Sky News, I think her position is untenable. Is this the end of it? Well, first of all, Liz Truss, you know, will not survive as prime minister. I mean, I'm just going to put that out there right there for you right now. Mm-hmm. She's being allowed to stay on because the conservative party, quite frankly, would be embarrassed to have to replace a prime minister uh, within seven weeks. She'll be the shortest serving prime minister in British history. Uh, but they've already stripped her of authority, so she just gets to sit in the chair and play at being prime minister. Now, will Boris Johnson be brought back? Almost certainly not. Um, because while a lot of conservatives, at least a large minority of conservatives, might say, yay, Boris, he's the one that got them into this mess. You know, if you had come back and we were talking in July or in August, we'd be talking about how Boris Johnson broke the law and flouted responsibility with the coronavirus parties, about how he had lied to Parliament about that, about how he had gotten Britain into an economic mess, including with his mishandling of Brexit. So while it might be the popular thing to say bring Boris back for a small for a faction of conservatives, I I don't think conservative MPs will go that far because if they do, they'll only be courting another embarrassment yeah. on top of what they're facing right now. And just a quick one: Is the Labour Party able to um, to make the most out of this um, ahead of the elections? And are they able to gain from some of these mistakes that have been made by the Tories? Well, certainly for the first time in years, the Labour Party looks like the adults in the room. Mm. I think under the previous leader, Jeremy Corbyn, uh, they were a shambles. They were an absolute shambles. Whatever you thought of Corbyn's policies, um, there was no pragmatism about what you do in opposition. Under Keir Starmer, uh, Starmer's not very flashy. He's not a soundbite guy. But Labour appears to be responsible. And I think the, the key, if you want to watch the polls, here's one of the key things to watch. For the first time, in 15 years, labor is considered by voters to be more competent and more responsible over the economy than the Tories are. And that's one reason why if the election was held today, according to those polls, mm-hmm. out of 650 seats in Parliament, labor would win 411. Wow. In other words, they would command a majority of about 175 in the Parliament, only a couple of years after being written off as being dead in terms of their electoral future. So the politics go. Thank you so much, Professor Scott Lucas, Professor of International Politics at the University of Birmingham. It's half past three. Time for the news headlines.